Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. I got a big heart. And I'm very forgiving, but like, don't abuse it. It's been abused enough. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways you probably haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Questlove, and Kate Blanchett. In recent weeks, I had talked to actor Dan Levy, director Ava DuVernay, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Black Information Network Daily Podcast, and I am your host, Ramses Ja. And sometimes the amount of stories that make their way to us means that we simply can't cover everything that comes our way. But from time to time, a story just stays with me, and I feel compelled to share it with you and give you my thoughts. And now, one more thing. Okay, so we are going to call this part two of our discussion about Nigeria banning white models in their ads. Uh, As you know, at the end of the show, I ask for your feedback, your input, and I try to allow this forum to facilitate discussions that aren't just my opinion, but, you know, up to and including the opposite opinion. Um, I figure somewhere in the middle we'll find our way forward. I don't profess to have all the answers. I, you know, I just know what I know. Um, but the reason I know what I know is because I listen to people. Um, I change my mind when I encounter new information that compels me to do so. And I learn. And I think that that is part of the reason why I'm talking to you today. The people that have the authority to put me in place uh, and then the people that have the authority to keep me in place, namely you, the listeners who keep listening, um, have uh, perhaps found something special. So uh, we are going to continue with that today. We're going to have a discussion. Now, it won't be a traditional discussion where you'll hear me talking with someone else, but I did get some feedback about this conversation that I had with you, the listener. Um, And this feedback came from one listener, uh, someone that has given me feedback before. And uh, he's a very 
insightful individual. I love his perspective. I, I almost never agree with it, but I love it and I invite it because, you know, good ideas need to be challenged. That's how we know they're good ideas. And I am unafraid of having my ideas challenged. Pure gold fears no fire. Uh, the gentleman who has responded that we will be uh, discussing today, his name is Philip. So shout out to Philip. Now, for those who don't know, I'm just going to bring you up to speed. Um, on a recent episode, we discussed uh, a movement in Nigeria to ban non-Nigerian uh, models from uh advertisements and from uh, voiceover work. So this means like people with like British accents and uh, obviously Caucasian people. The idea there is to celebrate or, or allow room for Nigerian people and culture to be celebrated more openly. Um, up to as recently as 20 years ago, about half of the um, ads in Nigeria featured white people. And I can assure you that the, the population of Nigeria is not half white people. And so um, they are moving to reclaim their culture and celebrate their culture. And this is something that I thought was um, commendable. And uh the reason we talked about it the first time is because there was a lot of backlash. Um, a lot of times, you know, uh, there are groups of white people who like to point out things like this and call them reverse racism or xenophobia or whatever it is that they, you know, can <laughs> use to identify um, it as being something that causes them uh, harm or that they don't believe is fair. And uh, another big part of that conversation in part one was that we had to really identify the difference between fair or equal and equitable, where fair is everybody has the same chance and equitable kind of more focuses on everyone should have the same outcomes. Um, and so, uh, if you haven't listened to that episode, I implore you to go back and check it out, but that's just a refresher so that, uh, we can, uh, get into today's conversation. Now, Phil sent an email and, uh, I'll read it says, while I disagree with black only ads, would Maggie be no one fit the bill? Uh, for those that don't know, our uh, associate producer for this show, um, her name is Maggie B. Nowen, and uh, she is half white, uh, very fair skinned uh, black woman. Um, or is she too white to be in allowable ads? What about Elizabeth Warren and her one one thousandth part Cherokee Indian? Or is she way too white? He goes on. Or maybe it's somewhere in the middle. Okay, but where? If Idris Elba or Will Smith if part Nigerian sell more donuts, cars, toaster ovens than Tom Cruise or Julia Roberts, then run the ads with them. Why should the government decide? Just let the consumer decide. 
And then he goes on to say, at the end of the day, I'm glad you live here. Um, if, for those that don't know, I've talked about Phil before. Um, he's, uh, he's just my guy, man. I, I, I like his, his thoughts. Again, I don't agree with them, but that's where the familiar sort of uh, tone comes into play at the end there. So what I'll do is I'll go through this and talk to, of course, talk to Phil, but I want to talk to anyone who uh, might disagree with what I've said before or address, you know, perhaps there are people in your life, perhaps you really understood kind of where I was coming from and, and kind of the, the intention behind Nigeria making this move. But there are people in your world who don't. And what I want to do is give you the insight that I have in case you end up in those conversations now or in the future with this subject or when, you know, something else. Um, and perhaps, you know, give you a little bit more to work with in those conversations when you're challenged or otherwise challenging people um, who have a strong commitment to fairness. We'll say that. Um, but perhaps they haven't yet uh, come to terms with what equitable means. So I'll go through it line by line. Um, Philip says, while I disagree with black only ads, would Maggie be known fit the bill or is she too white to be in an allowable ad? Well, my belief is that in Nigeria, what they are trying to do is celebrate Nigerians and Nigerian culture. Um, if Maggie B. Nolan was Nigerian, um, if she grew up in Nigeria, had Nigerian roots, could trace her lineage back in that country and worked in that space, I don't imagine there would be um, an issue with that. Um, we say black. Because, you know, black is, uh, you know, uh, it, it is a skin tone, but it's, it's rather more than that. Um, it's, it's ancestry, it's culture, it's songs, it's, you know, dress, hair, language, you know, on and on. And it is skin, sure. Um, but it's lineage. It, 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 it's your ancestry. It's your posterity. It's all of that. And if Maggie B. Nolan were a Nigerian person, I do believe that she would fit the bill. Um, I think that their push was to uh, celebrate their uh, people and their culture rather than celebrating or highlighting uh, folks who were not their people, did, did not have roots, you know, ancestry, lineage. Um, in that country. So, um, you know, as you know, or maybe you don't know, Nigerian people are black people. Um, they're African people. Nigeria is in Africa. And for the most part, people with white skin, um, have made their way to Africa in recent years. By recent, we'll call it the last 300 years, something like that. Um, but, you know, everyone, as we know, comes from Africa, but our Caucasian brothers and sisters certainly took the long, uh, roundabout way 
of leaving and then coming back. And oftentimes they came back as colonizers and, um, you know, uh, committed gross atrocities against black people, you know, robbing and stealing and raping um, along the way. And so there's a difference between a Maggie B. Nolan who has very light skin and a a person who is white with European roots appearing in an ad that appears in Nigeria for Nigerian people to consume a product. Uh, I'll move on. Um, he asks, what about Elizabeth Warren and her one one thousandth part Cherokee Indian? Or is she way too white? Um, I'm not the decider there. You know, there are people in Nigeria that will decide that for me. I think that if we were to ask Elizabeth Warren if she should appear in an ad in Nigeria with with this law in place, um, given what it is meant to accomplish, I don't think that she would say, you know what, that one one thousand Cherokee qualifies me to be in that ad. Um, I really think that you know, when we talk about fairness, things get very black and white. When we talk about equity, um, we can have a little bit of room to really examine the spirit of this decision. Um, what, what are we hoping to create here? And, you know, fairness allows, you know, it's, it's sort of black and white. You know, there are, there are hard, fast rules and people can kind of work those systems a little bit better. Equitable, again, allows for some nuance. And, you know, we are, again, can take into account what it, what is it we're trying to do? What is the thrust of this campaign? What is the spirit in which we're operating? And um, so if it were me and I were the decider, I would say that, no, this does not apply to Elizabeth Warren for a number of reasons. You know, um, there are many Nigerians who are actual Nigerians, not one one thousand. They're 100 percent Nigerians um, or otherwise Nigerians who have lived there and lived the black experience and really know full well what it means to be a Nigerian person. And um, those are the people that this is meant to celebrate, bring to the forefront. Uh, I'll move on. Um, he says, or maybe it's somewhere in the middle, but okay, where? Hmm. I don't know if it's really, I wouldn't call that the middle. I'd say, you know, uh, you might have a little bit of a swing. We'll call it five to 10% swing. But for the most part, you know, and I know, and we know exactly what they're trying to do and what they're trying to accomplish. Um, I don't believe that the middle is middle seems like we're compromising middle seems like, um, okay, well, we have to take into account that, you know, people are going to set cry foul and we have to bear in mind that Nigerian people and people all over Africa have been crying foul for hundreds of years. If this is the way that they can bring some normalcy to their world and claw back some of their um confidence and you know celebrate their culture and 
um, their, their confidence. I mean, like national confidence, national pride, that sort of thing. Um, I, I know for a fact that there are lots of places where, um, white models and voiceover actors and those sorts of things are celebrated. And there's now only one place where Nigerian people are celebrated in that way. You see? All right, I'll move on. Um, if Idris Elba or Will Smith, if part Nigerian, sell more donuts, cars, toaster ovens than Tom Cruise or Julia Roberts, then run ads with them. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. If they sell more cars, then sure. Um, no one's going to disagree with you there. But then he goes to say, why should the government decide? Just let the consumer decide. And I think that we need to examine this one as well, because lots of people will suggest that the free market should dictate how things are done in a society, in a free society, right? A capitalistic society, right? Um, for those that listen to a lot of, uh, my content, uh, you'll notice that I take issue with capitalism very often. Um, and I'll do that again. Uh, so allow me to make that connection. The free market, if what Philip wants is, is to let the free market decide who's selling more, whatever, the free market, uh, tends to overrepresent the interests of those with money. And we have seen around the earth uh, darker-skinned peoples have been devalued, have been robbed, have been tricked, deceived, etc. And the result is White-skinned people end up with wealth, the wealth of Africa, where all the, the, the jewels and all the gold and the oil and all that stuff comes from. Um, all those treasures, those are in British museums. Isn't that crazy? We've seen this happen. And then to uh, suggest that the free market should decide um, how things work. Again, the free market tends to op overrepresent the people with money. But I think that if you have a, a base level valuation of human life, um, then you'll rep, then, then you'll recognize rather that human life is more valuable than money. Now, capitalism compels you to devalue human life and to overvalue money. You know, we, we hear it all the time. Money doesn't equal happiness. Wealth can't buy health. These things, right? But a capitalistic society where everyone is sort of money crazy, um, it tends to push us in this direction. And we have seen our Caucasian brothers and sisters do horrible things around the world in pursuit of money. They're not the only people, but 
we have an abundance of stories going all the way back. You know, at present, I am sending you this message from unceded ancestral lands of the Akima and O'odam peoples. This is their land, Native American land that was stolen from them or almost entirely wiped out. So, again, the uh, the free market is not, in my opinion, the best decider of these things. The decider should have a degree of empathy. The decider should uh, be intelligent beyond market forces. And for those people who say the free market should just decide the fate of human beings, um, I ask you to dig a little deeper because you know that the free market has limitations on it. Absolutely has limitations on it. There are things called embargoes to, to ensure that, you know, um, national interests are prioritized. Uh, there are taxes. There are, there are all kinds of things, you know? And so I, 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 when we talk about the free market, um, if we can't take into account the fact that embargoes and taxes exist and uh, imports, import taxes, those sorts of things, um, then we should also be able to account for a very similar phenomenon, which is what we're witnessing with uh, Nigeria right now. I remember uh, when I first got into radio, there was a story about a guy named Don Imus who is uh, like a longtime radio broadcaster. And he said something about, uh, he was talking about a women's basketball team or uh, NCAA basketball team, something like this. This was years ago. And he, sa he said something, he said this on the radio. He's like, oh, look at them. Those are some nappy-headed hoes. And people were furious. People were, how could he say that? This old white man say that about these these women going to college these the top level athletes he just reduced them to that statement and it wasn't even a it wasn't even funny it was like saying it like it was true and i remember at the time um i that's the first time i came across this argument where folks were calling uh, on the population to boycott his advertisers boycott don imus's advertisers Let's hit him where it hurts. Right? And then there was someone in my radio world at the time who said, I don't see what the big deal is uh, going after the advertisers because the free market will decide what ultimately happens to Don Imus. There's no need to organize. There, you don't need to put together a concerted effort to attack his advertisers. They didn't do anything wrong. Just let the, let the market dictate. Market forces will work their way to this man. And, you know, again, the free market tends to overrepresent people with money, people with power, people with influence. Market forces do not necessarily represent NCAA women's college basketball teams. And if that man says on the radio, these are nappy headed hoes, then he indirectly gives license to everyone else to not only say that, but to think it. 
years later, as you know, we would come up with the term Black Lives Matter in response to Trayvon Martin to affirm that our lives matter. But, you know, the story of black people in this country goes back hundreds of years. And that entire time we've had to affirm much more than our lives. You know, we've had to affirm our features, our culture, you know, everything, everything. We think it's cool. And after a time, so does everyone else. But that doesn't mean it's not an uphill battle. And that doesn't mean that market forces decide those things. So some food for thought, some stuff to keep in mind. Um, and, you know, let's keep the conversation going. Uh, you know, again, I'm Ramses Jha on all social media, and you can use the red microphone talkback feature on the iHeartRadio app. Um, to my friend Phil, I say thank you for the letter. Um, hopefully you've learned something new. I certainly learned that you know, there are some perspectives out there that uh, I hadn't considered. So I'm glad I got a chance to address them. And if you or anyone else has anything more to add to this, I'd love to hear it. Let's talk more about it. And again, somewhere in the middle, we'll find our way forward. All right. Until next time, y'all. Peace. This has been a production of the Black Information Network. Today's show is produced by Chris Thompson. Have some thoughts you'd like to share? Use the red microphone talkback feature on the iHeartRadio app. While you're there, be sure to hit subscribe and download all of our episodes. I'm your host, Ramses Ja, on all social media. Join us tomorrow as we share our news with our voice from our perspective, right here on the Black Information Network Daily Podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you. And how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. I got a big heart, and I'm very forgiving, but, like, don't abuse it. It's been abused enough. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways you probably haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Questlove, and Kate Blanchett. In recent weeks, I had talked to actor Dan Levy, director Ava DuVernay, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.